Well, can you honestly believe that we are over the midway point in the NFL season? So you know what that means. We will give you our midseason review. MVP, we might be having some new Super Bowl predictions now. Also, all awards. We'll be talking about biggest disappointments, biggest surprises so far in the NFL, and obviously a hectic, hectic week in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, not vaccinated. What's going on with that? OBJ, who will he be joining next? And the tragic situation going on with the Vegas Raiders and Henry Ruggs, all next on Keys of the City. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Or you can check out the podcast. <laughs> and at Clovercrest Media, you can check out our our, our, our all-around page, I should say. Clovercrest Media, we're Keys to the City. And many more podcasts. Sports, murder mysteries. There's a lot more just than other sports. I know people like podcasts nowadays. So go check out Clovercrest Media. As well, a hectic week in the NFL, but it's been that type of season in the NFL. We are here midway point. It is sad to say, but guys, we are have in November. Football is flying by. It is tragic to know that football is already at midseason. But we'll give you our midseason review, biggest surprises, biggest disappointments, awards, and hell, we'll give you. Our Super Bowl, our new look, maybe Super Bowl 56 as well. But I wanted to start off with, before we get into the whole preview or mid, mid-season review, there's been a lot going on in this NFL week. There's a, let's be honest. The NFL dominates sports headlines. It's, it's what everybody talks about, on whether it's on Fox Sports, whether it's on ESPN, whether it's on podcasts all around. When we think of sports, NFL is the first thing that comes to mind, and it's for situations like that have been going on in this week. And there's other situations in the past for great reasons. But this, you think about these three issues or these three situations that are going on currently right now in the NFL. Well, where to start? That's the real question because these are all three different situations, but all situations that you have to say, well, Aaron Rodgers, not vaccinated. Henry Ruggs. A situation that you don't ever want to see anybody in, player or a person. We'll get into that. And the OBJ situation, once again, another another meltdown. Just like the Giants situation, now it's in the Cleveland situation. He's going to be released. He will be going to a new team. We don't know where. But, guys, I don't know who. I'll give this to Joe. I'll pass it off to Joe. Joe, honestly, what situation gets you the most or once ones that you actually want to discuss first of all these three situations that's been going on. I take issue with Aaron Rodgers for purposely being deceptive. And he's he's been kind of uh, crying about that today. Uh he appealed to the NFL. He, he apparently is allergic to, to two of the three uh vaccines and was uncomfortable with the Johnson and Johnson, which I understand. I'm actually getting a booster shot since I got uh Johnson and Johnson. Um was just notified that I'm eligible. He was was clear to say he's not anti-COVID. He, he believes COVID's a thing, but he believes in bodily autonomy, and that's fine. But then you have to wear a mask, do like Carson Wentz does and act like a grown up and be a responsible adult. He doesn't think he should wear a mask if there's a room full of reporters that have been vaccinated. We, the vaccinated, don't want to get whatever you're carrying. See, we could still get it. It's not going to kill us, won't hospitalize us, but we could pass it along to our kids or to our parents. And so, no, thanks. So wear your goddamn mask. That's not asking much. I know he thinks he's like Joe Hollywood or whatever, but I don't know. You're still kind of a bum quarterback at Green Bay with one Super Bowl. So <laughs> slow your roll, Johnny. 
Here we go. <laughs> my my situation that I go ahead. You seem like you want to. I was going to say, you know, as far as Henry Ruggs, you know, I like Henry Ruggs a lot, and I I get what David Carr was saying. This is so unfortunate. This guy's got to live with the worst mistake of his life for the rest of his life, and it's a bad one. And nothing's gone right in Las Vegas lately, uh, as far as the Raiders are concerned. Terribly tragic situation. Um, obviously, you know, your, your thoughts and prayers and, and condolences to, to that woman's family. Um, you know, you mentioned it before we went on, Trav, the idea of, you know, this guy's family was set for life, generational wealth. This is what black Americans, you know, this is what kind of gets the playing field level. And, and that's a major setback for the Ruggs family. And that's really unfortunate. And as for Odell Beckham Jr., I don't know who's going to take a flyer on him. Probably the Buccaneers or, you know, the Cowboys, somebody who likes these idiots to come. You know, um, I think the worst thing that could happen is OBJ goes to the Rams or somewhere and he wins a Super Bowl like Brown did last year. And then all of a sudden everybody forgets what a scumbag loser this guy's become. And it's unfortunate because I used to really be a big fan of him. I I wouldn't want the Giants to sign him in a million years. I wouldn't be interested in seeing him back on this team. I really no interest in it. The Giants have plenty of receivers. I'd rather see CJ board out there at wide receiver than Odell Beckham. Uh, and this is somebody who two years ago uh, was still freaking out about this trade. So bring, bring him, bring him, bring. bring him home, Joe. Bring, bring him home. Bring him home where he belongs. This is where it all started. We why would he want to go? Why would he want to go to a rebuild? Give me a break. Listen, bring him home. This the Giants actually don't no. have really the most. The Giants really do, listen. The Giants really They're at don't the have bottom. They're at the bottom. Listen, the Giants could go get him. That would be a sleeper team, but likely not because of the cap space. It has nothing to do with him and the Giants. It has to do with the cap space. Okay, they'd have to make some maneuvering with his nine point five million dollars by him wavering the money. With the OBJ thing, we can always knew this was never going to really work from day one when he got traded. The, now now the trade that Gettleman does make is even is even better because it never worked for Cleveland. You know, I mean, really, it hasn't really worked for the Giants either. I mean, O'Shane, O'Shane Himes, or whatever his name from Old Dominion, he hasn't Simonized. really done it. Yeah. Who cares? Simonized. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Did, <laughs> you know why it doesn't matter? Because if he was good enough, I would have known his name. But he really yeah. hasn't played on the field. He hasn't really been a productive. And I believe that he's the idiot that was offsides this week against the Chiefs, number okay. 53. So, so now I really don't want to know his name. Dexter Lawrence, not bad. Pretty good player, number 17. Jabril Peppers has been good. But now, you know, of course, he got hurt this season. Unfortunate. Of course, in his last season. Who knows if the Giants are going to resign or coming off the injury. Beckham's a great player. Okay, we know his talent. He's not what he ever was with the Giants because he doesn't have Eli Manning. But the Browns never used him the way he should have. The one time they did use him against the Cowboys, I believe, last year, he had, he had an unbelievable game. But he wasn't the right for, for Cleveland. He was too big of a, a, a superstar to be in Cleveland. And, and Baker Mayfield and the Browns are a run-based team, play action. with. And when you have guys like Jarvis Landry and other guys, you don't need a guy like Beckham. I could see a Beckham going to teams like the Saints. The Patriots need a big-time receiver. And go leading into the next topic is Oakland, uh, Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders. They just lost a big-time playmaker. What better team to fit the aura of Las Vegas than Odell Beckham Jr.? Big superstar, Las Vegas, big lights. They need a big-time receiver to complement Darren Waller. Listen, they've got a great record right now. They're right there for the AFC lead. So he could help them win. He can help them win. And you know Derek Carr is a much better quarterback than Baker Mayfield and can use him. The rug staying very sad situation. Joe, you said it perfectly. It's a sad situation for everyone. you got a young gentleman, Ruggs, and I think he's a good guy. Everything you kind of read about him, he, he he's not a bad – now, listen, another thing, he had a loaded gun in the car, you know. But, listen, I also don't – I'm not like that white guy that just goes, like, I can't comprehend it. These guys, some guys also come from neighborhoods where this was – like, this is normal day life. You know what I mean? You know, with guns and things and whatnot. And so I can, I can understand. And listen, people have guns nowadays. People carry guns. Now, hopefully he had his pistol permit with him, and that's acceptable. But going 156 miles an hour on a local street, you know, you're drinking and driving. You read about that the NFL has a program where you can get free rides home. Like you make $4 million. You can have Ubers. There's Lyfts. There's – Derek Carr said you could have just called me, woke me up at 3.30 in the morning. You know, it's – you know, when I look at that, and I, you know, I, I've, I've made my own mistakes, and I haven't done anything stupid. But you know, you, you look in the mirror, and you're like, thank God, you know, you, 
you do. It's unfortunate. You got a, a young great player, and he just ruined his life, his family's life, and now that other family's life. That young girl who was 23 years old with her dog. You know, we're dog people too. Just unfortunate in a way. The whole the whole thing transpired. I mean, you see the TMZ video. Just very upsetting. The Rogers thing. Whatever. He is Aaron Rodgers. I'm not surprised by anything. He got COVID. He lied, whatever. I mean, this is a guy that was uh, pondering retirement on and off during the offseason. You know, he. I think the Packers knew what was going on. They, they just had a baby and let him go because, you know, they're 7-1. and one. He's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like, keep the guy happy, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Certain people get certain privileges and other people do. That's the way of the world. Unfortunately, it's going to affect them this week. And all three of these guys are going to affect their teams in some negative manner. But it's just yeah. a negative week in the sense of the NFL, you know, what's transpired with the rugs early this week, the Rogers thing, you know, and then, of course, OBJ now, you know, the way it went yeah, down. It's, is, it's an ugly situation. But the yeah. NFL, watch. You'll watch Sunday and we'll have all great games and everyone will forget about it by the end of but next that's week. what happens. You have great stories that come from the NFL. And then, like, this week you have stories that's on more of the negative side, the bad that you see that comes sometimes with the NFL. The OBJ situation, I said this a couple weeks ago when I joined um, John about the G-Men. I said the Green Bay Packers should be flying to a phone or getting a hold of Odell Beckham's agent and making this possible. You have one last run in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Who knows where they're going to be next year? Why did, Might as well go stack up on a team that's already competing for a top spot, top seed in the NFC. Might as well go get a playmaker. You can add to that that impressive offense. You're going to get David Bakhtiari back. You have Aaron Jones. You got A.J. Dillon. You got Devontae Lazard. You have all these weapons. Just go add another player. He should, if he's smart, should go to a contender. And not He doesn't have a choice, that, though. I know, I know, I know, I know. He doesn't have a choice, obviously. But okay. if well, obviously, if, if, if he could, I hope he's more thinking about contending than just worrying about getting the getting passes to him. That's it. But with the way he's been passed, I know how talented he is, extremely talented. But I know he's a head case, and he comes with some some kind of baggage, and it's more about the drama. It's not anything else. It's just the drama. His his father coming out, LeBron, free, free Odell, both of you. Shut the F up. Dude, Shut dude, up. Dude, there was a lot oh, of yeah. that's, what, that's what I say. Oh, yeah, like he didn't know his father or LeBron James, one of his good friends, or his father was going to post something. Give me a break. It's just him hiding his – come on, we all know he had something to do with it, and he hasn't said anything. Yeah. It's just yeah, an ongoing yeah, mess. Just like at the end just like at the end of the New York Giants tenure, it was a mess. Now it's at the end of the Cleveland Browns tenure. It ends in a mess again. So anybody that wants to go pick him up, good luck to him. Talented, but a head case. The rug situation, it's just tragic. It's honestly just the definition of just a tragic story. And what makes this story even worse is that five years ago, Henry Ruggs' best friend, let me get his name right, I think it was Ricardo Scott, Rod Scott, died in a car accident, got killed by a drunk driver as well. So we think about this situation just all around. And I've said this before, just call somebody. I've, I've been in the situation that I have drink and drive, but I have never gotten to the point where I was that bad. Like if I can't drive, I will never drive. If I'm not well enough to not drive, I will not drive because I'm not putting my life at risk. I'm not endangering someone else's risk either. And to see him with everything that was going for him, he was a first round pick. He was playing for the Las Vegas Raiders, a team that was contending and to just throw it all away on a, a, a tragic mistake, a horrible decision on his part. It's just honestly sad because he is he's not he's not a guy that comes with baggage. He's not a bad person. He just made an awful, awful mistake. And just call somebody. Just call somebody. If you need help, call somebody. Somebody will come help you. Somebody will. Derek Carr, somebody will come get you. You'd rather have that situation. And the whole Rogers situation, honestly, I mean also to the family of the the young woman, just Awful. 3.40 in the morning and to know that your daughter is never coming home again because of a situation that you just – I couldn't even imagine. I can't. So it's an all-around horrible situation for the Raiders that's been continuing to happen in the past month or so. And then the Rodgers situation, I'm not surprised because it's Aaron Rodgers. He's always been that type of player. The Rebel goes against everybody, and he is doing something once again that's being Rebel. But like Joe said, just be smart. You know the rules. Don't break the rules. Carson Wentz isn't vaccinated. He was wearing a mask. 
Kirk Cousins isn't vaccinated. I'm pretty sure he's wearing a mask. Those are some of the quarterbacks that I know of. So just wear a mask. If you don't want to be vaccinated, that's fine. Just know the rules. Don't break them and just wear a mask. But he is being a rebel. He's being his typical Aaron Rodgers self. And it's just showing why he's a polarizing athlete in the world of sports. That's what it comes down to. Jeff and Joe. Joe, you ever seen the movie Liar, Liar? Yeah. Yeah. Remember? He grabs the phone. Stop breaking the law. Yeah, that's that's it. Stop breaking the law. That's what he's doing. Stop breaking the law. Just just be smart, man. Stop making dumb decisions. It came came to my head. Like stop making a dumb decision because you know you're. Who knows what comes from this? Who knows? But you know the rules for it. You know what they put in into play going into this situation this whole year. So just follow it. That's all I got to say. I don't care if he's not vaccinated. If he's not, he's not. If he is, he is. Okay. But let's not make this a political side. It's just him being Aaron Rodgers and being a rebel like his typical self. Let's get over to what we're here for, too, as well. We're here to talk about the midseason of the NFL season. It's been a fantastic season. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of surprises, a lot of disappointments. And that's how we're going to start off. We're going to get into the surprises and disappointments because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, there are some disappointments. Even though this season has been great, a lot of great play, and, but a lot of disappointments, a lot of surprises in the sense of the bads in a bad way too. We could say surprises on both a good and a bad way because there are some surprises in the sense of, of a negative way. But we're going to start off with the surprises and the disappointments. Who wants to go first? Oh, me, me. You want to go first? We'll start off with because we always want we always want our good. We like our desserts. Well, Ted especially. So we'll go with Ted's surprises. There's three surprises. The Cardinals, Raiders, and Bengals. Honestly, I and, have no issue with any one of these three. Well, it should, there should be an issue. But when we say surprises, at least say these are teams that we – because we got surprised and disappointed. Surprises are teams that we – We all projected that would be dead last. Well, not wouldn't be dead last, but would be at the lower of the pack, and they have all – I believe, for my sake, all these three teams have overachieved from where, especially now. All these three well, teams. Are did we all? Did we all have? Let me ask you. Did we have Arizona in, in last place in the NFC West? I think we. You had them in third. Who'd you have last? San Fran. No, I. I think I did have the Cardinals last. Yeah, the Cardinals last. I had yeah, San Fran. So I believe. You, I think we all three of these guys. All three of these teams. Joe, I don't. I know you're. You like the. Raiders. I had the Bengals. I had the Raiders. I had the Raiders uh, as the sixth seed. Just ahead of the Chargers. Well, I, you know what? And now I remember because remember I had Denver over the Chargers. If you remember in my playoff thing, I had the Chiefs, Denver, Chargers, Raiders. So I had all three of these teams finishing last in the division. I just thought the Raiders were going to be the least productive team with that division. I just thought the Denver, the way I watched their defense, I thought would propel them. I thought Teddy Bridgewater would give them a a balance. I didn't think they would have the rash of injuries. And you know, with with Funny, the you had Arizona in the playoffs. Who? Oh, Joe had Arizona and the Raiders in the playoffs. So this not is me. not a surprise. So for have. me, these are my three biggest surprises. And you look at these teams, all three of these teams, well, except for the Raiders. I mean, two of the three. Bengals and Cardinals have led the conference, which is surprising. Very surprising, especially the Bengals and Raiders. And then the Cardinals, I mean, they I believe, especially they have overachieved and the way they have achieved because, you know, we didn't, we weren't sure if this offense with Cliff Kingsbury was going to work and it's working and it's working really well. And, and they're very productive and you know what else? Their defense is good too. So um, for me, these three teams right now are the biggest surprises and how well they are playing. And I think all three of these teams could and should make the playoffs. To be fair. I also didn't think the Cardinals or Raiders would be, and or leading or win their division. So uh, I just thought these were teams that were getting closer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I completely underestimated the Bengals. I think I only admitted about a week ago that they were for real. Uh, and then what lost, do they do? They then they lost to-, to the Jets to make me look like a genius. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, this is a good list. This is definitely a good list. So Go I'm, not putting, I'm not going to put up my list because it's the same three teams. I, I would realistically, I mean, when I think of the surprises, these three teams have been a- excellent. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury and that offense is clicking. Losing J.J. Watt could be a, a, a an impactful loss down the line. But I was surprised we'll see, they didn't make a move. We'll, see how, they, we'll see how that plays out. The Raiders, 
I mean, Derek Carr, I can't talk enough about Derek Carr's leadership. His, I mean, for a guy that just doesn't get talked enough about, Derek Carr is completely, and if he's still getting considered underrated, then shame on them because this guy is, this guy's gotten better every year and we don't talk enough about him. It's because he's playing for the Raiders, but now we're starting to get his attention. He's starting to get the attention that he deserves because they're playing at a high level. And then the Bengals, Good for the Bengals just because – hold on, Joe. You go, wait. Teacher's I was just going to say, I actually was on – Teacher's got to finish her point. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, before you move on, I I was one of the few people last year who thought Derek Carr yeah. had sort of turned a corner. And, I love uh, Derek Carr. I, I will him. say I was definitely right about that. That that does feel good to see. Yeah. But I was yeah. wrong about Burrow and, and, and Herbert, so, you know. One out of three. Right about something. You got to be right about something, right? <laughs> and then the Bengals, yeah, like you said about Burrow. Burrow and, and that team, I know they had a terrible loss against the Jets, but they're a young team. They're going to be fine. The future looks bright in Cincinnati. If they can continue to roll, if they can add to that offensive line, add some more pieces on the defense, because they really don't need offensive weapons. They have a plethora of it, so they're pretty freaking good on that side. Just add some players, and you'll be contending in the AFC North for quite some time. I'm going to go to Joe's most surprising because he has it something different. And his number one, Ted, look at his number one most surprising. He put a player in and he put Matthew Stafford. And oh, I'm curious, we, we want to know, we already put the Cardinals and Raiders because we all three have each of them in. I'm curious why Matthew Stafford is the number one most surprising it, player slash team. To me. Right. I mean, before the season, I doubted the guy. I wasn't sure how good he was going to be, whether things were going to click. Teddy was pretty confident in him. I I would say he's played even better than Ted thought he was going to play. That's how good Matthew Stafford's been. You didn't think he was going to be this good. Stop it. Oh, yeah, bro. He's way good. I was was talking about him for a month and you were like, I got to see it. I was like, I was telling you, Joe, I was like, hold on. Did you? He's so good. I mean, Detroit sucks Joe, with 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 golf. Holy listen, smokes! We and I him. said, hold on. I said to you when the trade happened, I don't think it's much of an upgrade. Look at how. Look at the way these two teams have. I mean, seven to one. Oh, oh yeah. Eight, I mean, they listen, couldn't I, be a. Wow. The only reason why I would say this, <laughs> I was. I'm gonna. Can I spoil a little something? Can I spoil a little something? No, I don't want you to spoil. I gotta spoil. Let me let me spoil my MVP. No, I don't. Fine, whatever. If Real quick, Detroit MVP. wouldn't be 0 and 8 if Matthew Stafford was there. Absolutely no. not. They'd have at least two wins. They'd yeah, have at least two or three wins by now. Joe, I have Matthew Stafford as my MVP. Joe, that's how confident I am. Do you realize he's in top three quarterback rankings for passing yardage, yards per attempt, yeah. touchdown passes, pass it, passer rating, and QBR? And they have the best record in the NFC. Well, I hate to spoil this thing too, but I also picked him as the MVP. No, you did not. I did. Did you really? I did. Oh my God, you guys yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, he's good, man. He's like I said to me, he's he's outplayed what I thought the best case scenario would be and, at the halfway the- point. And here's the thing to make my point going forward is Tom Brady went to a new team too. And we knew Tom Brady was great, but he wasn't great with them this quick, this easily with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And it wasn't like he had to propel them. They had all the talent there, similar to the Rams too. But to see what Matthew Stafford has done to them, he has propelled them wholeheartedly to another level and, and, I mean, you just look at them. You look at the Rams when they go off and look at Stafford in two different spectrums, bro. It's like black and white, and then now we got color. Like, he's he has uplifted them to a whole nother level. You know, we were wondering if Cam Akers' injury was going to affect them, put more pressure on Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Darnell Henderson's been pretty damn good. He has, it's he's definitely had, put more pressure on him, and he just responded to it by being even better. That's how good he is. You were right. You were right. I was wrong. Now, here's the thing. This is the midseason report card, so how does he finish – because he's only been to the playoffs once. So my, my question was, for like people that were looking at the uh, information about this show, what this episode was going to be, I, I pretty much just said which quarterback wins MVP. That That's what it's going to come down to. It's just which quarterback do you really feel is yeah. going to win? Because there's not, Derrick Henry's real, out. Real, yeah, Derrick Henry, not, him losing, being out for the air, damn. That puts a major damper on that Tennessee Titans team as a whole. But there's about six or seven, maybe eight quarterbacks that legitimately have a shot to win an MVP this year. And that's the crazy part. And I, I, you don't see anybody else. I don't see no receivers or running backs other sure. than Derrick Henry, who was the only other player. 
But Tre also, Trev, when can I say one thing before you go on? The only thing I would say is that's similar to what the Heisman Trophy presentation has come to every year. I don't you know. know. Maybe this year will be different. No, I oh, probably maybe we don't. Even oh, know I, I don't know. Play. Kenneth Walker right now would be my odds-on favorite to win the Heisman. But they got. They still have to play. They have to continue State. to win. We will talk college game. football soon. Oh, because oh give because give Bryce Young five more games. He'll get it. Don't you sweat it. Oh, here that's we go. Another that's yeah, that's yeah here we go. His his the Alabama, SEC awards. Stop his, it. His Alabama love. <laughs> there we go. It's affection for Alabama. But also, with the good, what comes with the good comes with the bad also. And that's what's going on in the NFL, too. Because yes, there has been some exceptional play, but there's also been some disappointments. And some teams, I'm looking at them right now. Let's see. I'm going to start off with Ted because Ted has the probably the most probably the different one out of us three. I'm going to go with this one just because I want my explanation. And I that, is, that, that is exactly the ranking I would have. I didn't have numbers in front of him like Joe did. That's but fine. I, the the Browns easily because listen when we did this they were Super Bowl caliber right we we when we went through the rosters it was like other than the Bucks we didn't feel that there was any team more talented and. I don't. I mean, you think. Right, so the, here's how. So here's how it is. We both had. I'm looking at because I still have the preview. When you say we both, we still have the Chiefs over the Browns. That was our preseason AFC title game. Joe had Chiefs over Bills. Just, just wanted to say that. So, so the Browns, the Browns easily right now. Now here's. And, Let me and, clarify that. Now we're not going to talk about games today, but you think about the game this weekend, the Bengals Browns game. The Browns lose, they go to four and five. Bengals lose, they're back to five and four. So, or they're six and three, whole different spectrum of where you're at. I mean, for these two teams, maybe no bigger game for either team, because I think if the Bengals lose, they fall back to where, you know, where we think they will be. And who knows what happens with Cleveland, especially with Baker Mayfield. And then, you know, if the Browns win, it's like, all right, the Browns can maybe build some momentum here, especially once they start getting their players back down the line, the Redskins. They have been awful. People are talking about this front seven and this defense like they were the Wait, steel. Who's the Redskins? Oh my God. Time put the Redskins. Oh, I didn't even notice that. My apologies. Sorry, Joe. I don't put no. I don't want to we don't want to offend people here. We are we, go we watch the show. Go home and go to church and pray. Yeah, go home and go uh, to church because you're all so good and perfect too. Uh, so I'm yeah. keeping up the Redskins. So and and you know what? They deserve only saw a call of the Redskins because they stink. I mean, their defense has been one of the worst defenses in football this year. Are you saying They're Native Americans don't smell good? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you really? Oh, my God, Joe. No, actually. Well, I was going with the name that stinks, and it's offensive, and their defense and team is offensive. They were talking about this front seven like they were the Steel Curse in the 70s. I'm going to change this. And then, or the oh, Stop. Unbelievable, Joe. What are you doing here? Me, I have to just change. I don't want to offend people. Okay, and the other team, and the third team, but was it the also Dolphins. is their real name, so okay. we have to actually. Listen, and name. the other team was the Dolphins. We all, I believe, oh, all good one. at least believe that the Dolphins, if not a playoff team, would have been close to a playoff team again, and they have been awful defensively. They have way underachieved. Their defense has gotten tremendously worse. They have issues with their best cornerback and Xavier Howard. Two, every week it's a question as if he's going to get traded away for someone. And then they have no running game. They have no passing game. And if they're lucky to have one win against the Patriots. Right now they could be winless. This is a team that a lot of people had going into the playoffs and making that next step. You know what makes and it even worse? They don't even have their first-round pick. That's the Eagles pick. I would flip to three. I would go Dolphins, Washington, Browns. But great list. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good list too because the Browns obviously they were Super Bowl caliber. The football team we all thought they could be the favorite in the NFC East, and with that defense, that defense line that was supposed to be the best in the game, they've really have struggled. They've taken a drastic step backwards. This is and why the way, that, Dallas, the way that Dallas's defense played last year. You see that Dallas's defense has definitely improved throughout this entire season. Washington has gone completely backwards, and the Dolphins. Good God Almighty, they're back to being the Miami Dolphins. They have one good year. They don't know how to handle it. They've handled this whole Tua situation awful, and they have continued to just, just give this guy no chance. I know he's been up and down, but they're giving him no chance to succeed. I don't have this. I think this is a really great list, actually, all around, Ted. I want to go to Joe's because Joe's list, obviously, Joe's is always a different one, and I'm always like, why, Joe? So I want to – this is what Joe had. 
Chiefs, Giants, and Jets. He has two teams that were projected to be god awful. Yeah, but I'll, not not really. I not mean, really. Chiefs, obviously, uh, we understand. Slow down, slow down, and allow me to explain. Oh God. Um. <laughs> the Chiefs, obviously, for very obvious reasons. I mean, nobody expected this, and they're a really bad football team. They're not a good team. Yeah. And I would say the Giants, from the standpoint of, I think that we all thought the defense was respectable, and it was a matter of whether the offense could hang. And and even as bad as the offensive lines, but it's been it's done a good job. So it's almost hard to even understand why this team is as bad as this team is. I can roll with the Giants on Joe's thing just because of the talent, too, that they got in the offseason. Barkley, Galladay, Tony, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Daniel Jones' fourth year. You figure that at least 20-plus points. You figure the defense was going to play as well as it did, and they'd be at least competing for the division. I I get the Giants pick. Joe, the Jets pick, though, you got to explain. The Jets, I I have to hear this. Hold on. And and maybe, maybe I should have been more specific. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. You did have in your top 10 players facing the most pressure this coming season. So you did have didn't him. play well when he was in there. Now he's hurt. You saw Josh Johnson light it up. Matt White light it up. What's yeah, wrong White, with White, Zach White Wilson? Yeah. What's wrong with Zach Wilson? Was it, was it a mistake dealing Darnold and drafting Zach Wilson when, again, this team maybe had more pressing needs? I think, the bigger, I think the hold on the bigger mistake for the teams that passed up, like the 49ers or the Jets. Why did you pass up either Fields or Mac Jones? I think the Jets are made a big mistake with this. And and look, it's it's clear That's the last couple of weeks that he's just not doing a good job at all. He's really not taking to the NFL at all. You're not seeing any of the things that made him special at BYU. None of it. And again, you could say, well, the offense, the offense, you just saw a lifetime third stringer throw for a career high in yardage. And you saw Matt White two weeks ago set an NFL record uh, for a guy off the street. So, yeah, who would have thought in week eight? The Jets clearly clearly don't know how to evaluate talent at all. Sam Darnold was never the problem. This is the, to me. This, this, the, I think the Jets have taken a giant step backwards. So here's and my the guy th- that they probably wanted and needed to be their starter has been on the roster the whole time. That's embarrassing. So here's what I'll say about this. Um, I don't think, and Sam real quick, to- timeout. I was really, when I was thinking about disappointments, I was like, what team was supposed to be good other than the Chiefs? I didn't even think of the Dolphins, Ted. That was. That yeah, was the one I, I just, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, obviously that's a team that should have been, we would have thought five and, and two at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. The, yeah. But, but for me, the, I really like that Jets pick just because I think as a franchise, this was a huge mistake by them. Here's my thing about the Jets. I think Darnold is not a good enough quarterback. And I think we're seeing that in Carolina too. I don't, th- I mean, he's gotten his opportunity to play with talented players now. And I still think he's just not, I don't think he's good enough to succeed in this league. I think he's going to be a, a backup for the time being, but it's fascinating to know who would have thought in week eight, the leading passer in the NFL would be Mike white throwing for 400 yards. It's, it's fascinating that what you can see from any given, from an, any given Sunday type game. It's just the way it works in the NFL. Zach Wilson. I mean, I said they should have tra- drafted Justin field. Don't know if he would have been better in the situation that the jets are in right now, because they are got off. They're not a good team for some reason. For yeah, but Mike White just threw for 400 yards with the same talent, and Josh Johnson. Maybe, just, maybe Justin. Maybe Justin Fields would have been up for 327 yards and three you touchdowns. Know? And if it wasn't for a deflection late in the in the fourth quarter, they were about to score again and make it in a six point game. It's fascinating. I mean, I, I know the Colts were playing. You know, they were up huge and they were kind of playing like just give up chunky yards, but you, you still got to produce. And Zach Wilson couldn't produce anything. And now that's you're why. I, that's why I said. I said last – I think the game that really opened my eyes up last year for Zach Wilson was the big game last year late in the season, that classic between BYU and Coastal Carolina. And I really saw how Coastal Carolina really exposed and uh, opened my eyes up of, of seeing Zach Wilson because people were like, Zach Wilson, this kid's going to be great. He's going he's, he's got everything you want, strong arm, the big playability, and the crazy type arms like Mahomes. And then he played a team like Coastal Carolina who didn't get the respect last year for obvious reasons because they were a no-name. But – 
they played great defense and they they exposed them in a way. And that was a game that was like, I think Zach Wilson, it would probably be best if he came back. And for him to come out, yeah, he think thinking about the money and you're going to be a top three pick because you're a quarterback and you're going to New York. You might be right, Joe. I think that's that's an all-time maybe we'll see. We don't know yet because it's Listen, still so early in the – hold on. It's still so early in the season or in his future, his career, I should say, that we still don't know yet. But right now – Tell me, hold on. You interrupt me. It's off to a rocky start. You interrupted me when I was like mid-conversation. I just stopped. But, you know, you, you might go look back again in three or four years and go, well, so we passed up on Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, but we took Sam Darnold. We traded three second-round picks to go get Sam Darnold. And then now we took Josh Allen, and we might look back and like, oh, Mac Jones, Tra- Justin Fields, and, you know, we don't know anything about Trey Lance. Well, if they're Josh Allen right now, I think they'd be pretty good. But anyways. Here, here, here's the other thing, though. We always have to consider this when we make these – statements about quarterbacks is look at the organizations to look at Mac Jones and say, Oh, he was the best quarterback coming out. Not necessarily. If you look He's at the, other the best guys, situation, the situation, the teams, yeah. what team provides these young quarterbacks, the best situation to succeed early. Yeah. If you look at the Patriots and Mac Jones to see that they got a good, a, a pretty good offense line, an above average offensive line. They run the football very well. They run play action very well. They have a coach and an offensive coordinator that understands how to progress with a quarterback. You start slow. They were making fun. Remember his first three games, his average pass was like three no, and a half have, yards. They have a quarterback. But now, listen, they get a little bit better and a little bit better. And by the end of the season, you're gonna if they get a guy like Odell Beckham, you're gonna start seeing his numbers even more so progress. You know what makes Mac Jones great and why because of the fact that Bill Belichick and why he always does it and Josh McDaniels, they utilize Mac Jones' strengths. That's what they do. They're doing well. That. I don't know. Also Here's my point thing out. I want to also point guy. out this is important that Mac Jones actually does have a lot of skills. He has think. a lot of skills to be utilized. Did you this guy's been sold short? This guy's been sold short. Over and over and over and over again. The two things that stand out most about him and did in college was his smarts and the fact that uh this guy's got this guy's got accuracy like that's off the charts. Those are those are two great things that you need in the NFL. Again, he doesn't have the a better arm than a lot of these guys. It's not faster or more athletic, but there's a certain couple of tangibles this guy has that the others don't. That's the reason why. They've been able to turn things around. I think it's funny. Everybody that was making fun of Mac Jones two, three weeks ago, now everyone's calling the Patriots a wild card contender. Like Mac Jones isn't the reason that that happened. One second. If you saw Joe Montana on College Football Live earlier this week, he said that he thinks the 49ers made a mistake on taking Trey Lance over Mac Jones. Now, he also said, though, understandably so, we don't know what Trey Lance is going to be because he hasn't been on the field. But at least looking at it right now in 2020 vision is Mac Jones looks like the better quarterback. And well, he said because he came from a pro system and he played in the SEC and the ability to process things very quickly and understand the game. And people don't look at that because you can't account for that, uh, how well guys process plays and how they handle composure. You can't read composure. You can't chart composure. You can't know how a guy is going to do on third and five when 85,000 people and you have two rush ends coming at you. How is he right. able to so process? I'm glad, you brought up, I'm glad you brought up um, the 49ers because forget about my other two because obviously you guys already spawned. The reason I'm putting the 49ers, I was very like high it. in the, I was high in like the 49ers. You had them in the remember, NFC championship game. If anybody remembers, I had the 49ers playing in the NFC title game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I picked them to, because I felt like this team – Last year, seeing the way that that team got decimated with injuries, I really felt like, okay, they'll be fine because nobody was really playing and everybody was out. Well, this year is in, we're playing this year and we are midway over the season and they are one of the bottom teams of the league right now and they do not look like a good football team. They have the talent. That defense has been awful. That There's quarterback situation. Jimmy G, we are, he's done with. I don't care. You could go trade for him. Another team go trade for him. You're not going to get much better than what he is currently right now. He's just not a good quarterback. If he can't flourish in uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense, I don't think he's going to flourish in any type of offense because that is one of the one of the better offensive game plans, schemes in all of the NFL. I love that offense. 
Trey Lance, it's an all-time question, just like the Zach Wilson. We'll never know. We don't know yet. But the only thing I got to say is he's been out more than he's actually played this year. That's all I'm trying to say. He's been injured. And it's a it's a pick that we don't know what's going to happen. Can I- right now, that's a team that I was very high on coming into the season. I thought they could be like the Cardinals are this year. That's how I felt the 49ers were going to be. How the Cardinals are playing is how I felt the 49ers would be coming into the season. I couldn't be more wrong from the truth. So that is my biggest disappointment. The Browns and Chiefs, I don't need no explanation. You already heard the other two here from us. We don't need to explain anymore. That's my biggest three disappointments from so far in the first half. Trev, can I tell you, and I didn't even think about it now, I'm listening to your statement about the 49ers. I I can totally agree. You look at this team, you had them in the NFC Championship game. I think me and Joe had them in the playoffs too. I think all three of us had three NFC West teams in the playoffs. Um, one sort of, I think we all had Seattle Rams and 49ers. ers <laughs> Joe had Joe had the 49ers. Yes, we all had the 49ers. So, Joe had them with, at the five seed. Being, Joe had them at the five seed. You had them at the five seed. I had them at the uh, six seed. So, with that being said, this is also an issue that the 49ers are going to have to face. You need to put Trey Lance in there sooner than later, because by not playing. This, right. Listen, this is another year of eligibility that you lose, and that means next year becomes his rookie season if he doesn't play. And, you know, you're kind of in a win mode now. you got guys to win. you got Boza, and you got this D-line. You have people, personnel. Well, you have to win with the way that, with, with that division is playing. And, and you're right. Jimmy G is an issue. You know what I was going to just call him? Teddy Bridgewater Jr. Great quarterbacks. Or not great quarterbacks. Great guys that are – Backup quarterbacks. They're great backups, but when you were ranked quarterbacks, they're in the for starters, they're in the lower half of the quarterback. And that's the difference in this league. Look at the teams that are successful and look at their quarterbacks, right? Trevor, I mean, you look at the teams that are progressing, look at the quarterbacks. I mean, the Bengals, Joe Burrow. I mean, I think if Joe Burrow's on the Browns, we the Browns might be a little bit different. Right? I mean, the difference in hitting on a quarterback between being average and being good to great. Is the difference between being eight and eight or being a playoff team regularly? Because all the top teams and all the guys that we're going to mention for MVP are all are all above great average quarterbacks. They're above average. They're 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 top ten quarterbacks. They're top twelve quarterbacks. They're winning programs. They're teams that you don't question their teams because of their quarterback that they have, except for the Seattle Seahawks. But that's because Russell Wilson is hurt. Joe, did you want to say anything? No, you know what? Again, you're uh, as I think about your list. Yeah, uh, I wish I had thought about the Dolphins and then. Hey, quick question: Niners, Dolphins, Chiefs are great. So, if we had to put our three minds together, what do you think our three teams should be? Dolphins, the Browns, Browns, Chiefs, and the third one could be a toss-up because the Browns and Chiefs. I think I take the Chiefs out because the Chiefs are will be fine. I think it's got to be more the 49ers. I mean, hold on. So, uh, so fine. What when you declare fine? What do you mean by fine? Because when I think of disappointment, they're going to end up winning their division. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be a three or four seed. They'll they'll probably make a run at the end of the day. And it still will be it still will be a disappointment because they were were the odds-on super. They were the odds-on Super Bowl favorites. Okay, I got you, but the Browns are probably not going to make the playoffs. The Dolphins are going to be a, not going to have a top-five pick, even though they would be. You know what I mean? Washington was supposed to win the division. They might be a top-ten pick. And, and then, uh, you know, and then Joe's team, it's really Joe is not the Joe, it's the Jets and the, and the organization of mismanagement of quarterbacks. I would, say the 49, I would say the 49ers are more of a disappointment than the Jets. But I think the hand the Zach Wilson is uh, this right now so far has been definitely like 49ers, definitely like the Dolphins a lot. I mean, the Dolphins have been, like you said, awful. The 49ers, the Browns, Niners, Dolphins. massive disappointment. Uh Browns and and again, I still think I think the Chiefs are in more trouble than you're giving them credit for. Yeah. I, well, I here's do the thing. Too. They're gonna win this week. You know, they're gonna beat they're gonna, Green Bay. They're gonna, gonna beat Green Bay. They'll be Green Bay. They'll be Green Bay. No Rodgers. They'll be Green oh. Bay. They'll beat Green Bay. That and this is a win that we thought they would lose. Then they should have lost to the Giants. They're not a good football team. They're not a good. Football. But a win's a win. They'll find a way. I, know, to win. They're win. Yeah, they're I hope good. Jordan Love throws for five hundred <laughs> yards and five touchdowns. Well, he is playing against that defense, so he has yeah. That way they can get Mike White's crappy jersey out of that Hall of Fame and uh, 
and get replace Jordan. it with the love jersey. Get the love master. So let's get into our awards. And I wanted to hold on before I put this up. We put in so me and Joe, and I think Ted would have agreed, the offensive player of the year. This is only midseason. So we put in King Henry because he has been. I'm going to speak for me as well as Joe. We both have him as offense player years because he has been the Wait, best. Why are you talking in Joe's? It's Joe's list. Huh? I'm just because me and him both had Derrick Henry, so I'm just putting. Yeah, that but out you, you didn't have the MVP. He could explain. Can you shut that. up? Can you shut up? <laughs> well, shut he up. could. He could explain himself. Why are you going right into the okay? Offensive but player I'm player? speaking because we both had it, and I didn't want people to be like, "Well, Derrick Henry well, is not the offensive player of the year." Shut right? up. Don't when Derrick, up. Ha- I'll mute you. <laughs> I'll just turn you off, bro. I, I have the power to just get rid of you. So don't play that game go with ahead me. And your ratings will go down. I, I doubt that. Anyways, remember, you're you're it's me. I'm the Dude, one. Dude, you understand people watch to see me be a clown on the show? Why I'm do you want to be a why do you want to be a clown? For Shannon Sharp. I'm Skip Bayless. Yeah, people hate Shannon. It's, it's Skip Bayless. He, he gets paid. <laughs> and so does Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what, listen, I mean, Derrick Henry, even though he's going to miss the rest of the season, I think his numbers amongst running backs will, will still be really good. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, he's, he's going to do better than some guys who start 17 games this year. I actually love Joe's list. The only thing I, I have different on my list and actually, if you don't want to get deep into mine too, because I'm pretty much the exact same as Joe's It's defensive player of the year. I had digs right now, but I had miles Garrett's close second. Um, my only thing, my only thing for offensive I, player of the year, the only I person, the, I would, the only consider person I would have considered for offensive player of the year right now is Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor Who? is going to be the oh, he's offensive player. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor has been. Yeah. Uh, dude. Cooper Cup, bro. Oh, or Cooper Cup. Those would be my other. Those would be my two options. Other. Jonathan Taylor is going to lead the league in rushing. He's going to. He's been on a tear right now. Derrick Henry losing him. That's that's just unfortunate for the. Yeah, because he probably would have had two thousand yards again, buddy. Probably would have had twenty touchdowns, and I think he was on pace for four hundred plus carries, which no one's done that since Larry Johnson for the Chiefs. Not just the. not just for the Titans, but for the NFL to lose a player like King Henry is, is a big deal. So, Joe, I actually – I do like this list. I'm surprised – I mean, Matthew Stafford, oh. Jamar – Stafford, Kingsbury, Dak. I mean, yeah. I, 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 only, I only have one different thing, and it was the coach too. I had I had uh, Matt LaFleur. But pretty so much the same exact list. Jamar Chase. Go ahead. So what we got, Trev? So you got Josh Allen. I had Josh Allen in the beginning of the year, too, and I'm sticking with that. Derrick Henry, I agree with. DJ Watt, he's been playing great. I picked him in the beginning of the year, too, sticking with him. Jamar Chase. Did any of you guys think about any other rookie other than Jamar Chase? For my offensive rookie of the year, I have three options, and I think it's the easy three. It's Jamar, it's Najee, and it's Mac Jones. Those are the three guys right there. And I feel like if Jamar – I mean, Jamar's going to continue to do his thing. Najee's been playing really well. That offensive line's been playing well, so he can really get back into it. And if Mac Jones leads the Patriots to the playoffs, how can you not seriously consider him to win Rookie of the Year? I Too mean, many Mac been- Jones haters, that's how. Hey, can I tell you something? Guess what? If you guys, hate. If you guys remember, I have Mac I Jones. I was one of them. I had Mac Jones leading the Patriots to the playoffs. If you guys remember, I was one of them. I, I, I have, don't, don't forget, don't forget, this guy uh, had the Heisman Trophy stolen from him in the last three weeks of the season, despite throwing for over three hundred yards and four touchdowns in every game. Imagine somehow he went from being the guy to even dropping somehow behind Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's in that Heisman. Sense. I mean, what a what an all time joke. Well, the come hate, on, Joe. You know what the hate, the, the hate on Mac Jones is strong, and so there's no way he's going to so, win the Rookie of the Year. Here's the, here's, I, I can understand the reasoning behind that because when you look at his team, Najee Harris, <laughs> and we know when Najee Harris, look what he's doing in the NFL. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. I mean, he had the he, his offensive line won the award for best offensive line. They had a solid defense, the best coach of the year. So when you're looking at it, you're like, man, this guy's got it all. Like how? Like how? Yeah, but you know what? Tua and Jalen Hurts had basically the same team, and look at these two guys in the NFL compared to Mac. Close. Well, here can I tell you? I would ask you this though: If you took those two quarterbacks and put them on New England, 
do you think they would be much more successful than no. being stuck with it? Well, here's the thing. Tua has no running game, doesn't have a receiver to throw to. All right. Well, now he has Waddle, at least. And their defense is falling apart. The Patriots' defense is top 10. They have Bill Belichick, and they have a solid running game and a good offensive line. I think if Tua was playing, I think he would be fine. And I think Jalen Hurts would be fine. But you got a guy talking about cutting grass and cutting flowers a week ago. For Nick so here, you want to give me my realistic reason why Mac Jones didn't win the Heisman and didn't finish in the top two? Because they didn't want to have two Alabama players, one, two. It would have been just so unfair. Yeah, but Devontae <laughs> Smith got it. Devontae no, Smith got the Lifetime Achievement Award for Heisman's last year is what Yeah, Max Jones probably should have won the Heisman. I heard so many people are like, dude, he was so good when he was a freshman. I'm like, yeah, well, he's not now, so. He's the one that caught the touchdown for Tua. And yeah, three years third. worth yeah. of being great doesn't get you the Heisman. Your so last heads. No, it works. Nothing different. I, my thing about Diggs is, yeah, he's been great with the turnovers, but he does give up a lot of yards. I really feel like it's either going to be Miles Garrett or uh, T.J. Watt. Those two are continuing to prove why. Daddy, you don't give out Offensive Player of the Year anymore? You stopped giving that award out? I didn't know what we are doing. Just, I asked Trev when I was writing the email. I literally I said Offensive Player of the Year. I said all that stuff, Dad. He doesn't, he doesn't listen. Matthew Stafford. Say, Matthew Stafford's Offensive Player of the Year. Or Tom Brady. Hmm. There you go. And MVP for the other one. All right. Matt Wafour. I chose Matt Wafour over Kingsbury because of the nonsense that he had to deal with in the offseason in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and they – and Everything that's kind of going on with that organization, injuries, whatnot, and they their defense hasn't been that played well. Here's a question for you guys before we get to our final point. Other than the MVP, which would be the toughest race to pick for an award winner this year? Offensive rookie of the year. Bingo. Because the MVP is too ridiculous. Because here's the thing. If especially – I mean – Najee's starting to run the ball, and the Steelers are starting to run the ball better. I think he's going to fall second. But here's the thing. Joe makes a great point. What if the Bengals falter down the thing and Mac Jones leads his team to the playoffs? Is Mac Jones going to get the wins, even though his stats might not be great? Or imagine if Chase, like, sets the record, you know, like 90 catches, 1,500 yards, and, like, 15 touchdowns, which will probably be all records for a rookie. You know what I mean? You got <laughs> – Najee might be – a. Thousand yard rusher, five hundred yard receiver, like seven. I mean, he might have McCaffrey type numbers this year when you look at it. Especially, don't forget, fantasy, he's, a, he's the beast. It's and the then best. Mac Jones is going to imagine his team is the only one that makes it to the playoffs. All right, so let's get over. Let's close out with our Super Bowl predictions and well, our conference. Did you, hey, did you do best team yet? There is no best team. We do top ten you rankings. You told me to write the best team. You told me to write the best. You never team. said best team. You just you just thought that. Of course, you just think something and just assume it. Well, here's, just, your, here's your quick question. Quick run around. Who's your best team in the NFL right now? Who's number one? L.A. Rams. I already said that. Joe, same thing. Me too. All right, good. It was a quick thing. Whatever. Don't get mad at me. Don't we don't we do that with our rankings? Don't we make that pretty clear We're that not those the rankings are best team? Can I just can I just quick side note? Yeah, I just looked this up to verify it. Right. I mean, last year Justin Jefferson. Some people will say he got robbed by Justin Herbert for that rookie of the year. But the preference generally is quarterbacks, yeah. right? Quarterback over receiver. That's why offensive player of the year has become like the only award a receiver or a running back can actually win anymore. Last year was – yeah, last year I thought – I think it was Kelsey, right? Was it Kelsey or Devontae? I don't remember, but it was one of those two. So my thought is, is oh, no, watch, Derek, though, watch though okay. with the hate, they'll definitely give it to Jamar over Mac Jones. And listen, offensive player of the year could go Cooper Cup, depending on his numbers. I too. thought about Cooper Cup, to be honest. I really I think thought a lot about that. I think it's either going to be Cooper or it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. I almost asterisk next to uh, Henry just because obviously he's done for the year and was going to say probably going to, if we were picking who's going to win it going forward. Because I, I was like, is this a midseason award? Like, this is what you get? Or is this I'm projecting so far you're on your way? Because if, well, like if it's that – if it's a midseason, it's Henry. If it's a who probably wins it, I would have gone cut. I think this, this no, was a midseason. Like this no, was a midseason. Like report cards that they send home to your kids, like what I used to do, and then I used to take them and steal them so my parents wouldn't see them and burn them <laughs> in the woods. Because I used to have a C, and you knew, like, okay, you got a C, but you still have time to make your grade up, and you can get your grade up to a B, and then Ted would still get a C plus. And so here's – I put conference. Ted, what would, you, what would be your conference – matchups quick and then you can give you a super i mean it will, honestly it's really going to depend on who gets to buy and because that, i mean i think that's substantial in the nfl especially now that there's only one team you know and then 
I, and I know you're asking for a quick answer. Who's in, I mean, I don't know. Here's my thing. I don't know who's going to come out of the NFC. I really don't. I, I can make I'm, – I'm dreading Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Ted. Because I feel like they're a Super Bowl team. Ted, you're on a show. Just guess. I mean yeah, – For God's sakes, bro. Jesus, make this like rocket science. Dallas like, Cowboys. Oh, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if I can, I don't know. I don't know if I can make a prediction on my podcast right. show. Yeah, right. you could do it. You could do it, buddy. You Who are the it. Bills beating to get to the Rams? Ravens. Baltimore? Ravens. All right. Yeah. And the Rams are beating <laughs> – and the Rams are going to beat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. I like that. Bold. Okay. I do All like right. that. So who do you have winning the Super Bowl? Do we have back-to-back teams? He's not going to pick a winner. <laughs> he is. They have to. Matthew Stafford, MVP, goes out wow. top of the world. Back-to-back new quarterbacks going to new teams. Back-to-back Super Bowls. We're starting a new era in 2020. Who's Go the on. Super Bowl next season? We got to Where's the sure game? Why. I don't Giant know. Stadium. <laughs> Rogers or Russell, come on over, baby. No, I don't know. I don't know where it's at next year. Look it up. Oh, I, oh, is it is Vegas? It Vegas? Or is that next year? I mean, is the year after? Is it Vegas? I don't know. Go look it up while I do our my. Uh, here's my conference championship and NFC title game or a Super Bowl, I should say. I got Tampa versus the Rams, and I got Buffalo versus Baltimore. And I was very up and down about that AFC matchup because I want to see Lamar get to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl so freaking badly just so he could shut everybody up. I just think this Buffalo defense is the difference maker, causing turnovers, getting to the quarterback. Their offense, we already know what they can do. If they continue that run game, I know people want to bash it and it's not effective, but it is actually been. It's in the top 10 in rushing yards per game. So they do have some sort of rushing game. I know their quarterback has plays a big vital role in that. But that's the most talented team in the, in the AFC. And the Rams in Tampa – I mean, you know how I've been on Tampa, but I see with all these injuries, if they are healthy, I don't know. That's another toss-up. I'm going to go with the Rams, though, because I feel like with Von Miller's addition, this team, barring any major injury, this team should be playing on Super Bowl Sunday. And I got the Rams as well, beating the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl, back-to-back seasons that we see a home team, or I should say a new champion, but also winning inside their home stadium. So that's my conference Arizona, championship. Arizona Cardinals uh, stadium is next year. I like that. That oh, actually makes sense. The Cardinals oh, next year Giant, to win their home Giants game. Go right back to Giant. Go right back to Arizona and win. Trev, bad news for the Yankees fans. Tim Castro got picked up in waivers by the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I can't Damn. About I thought he was going to be my right fielder going forward for the next ten mm-hmm. years. We should we should get rid of our right fielder. Boom. I'm just kidding. Anyways, here's Joe's. Do you have any ex- explanations? Joe, you're circling bandwagons, and Buffalo is going to finally take home a Super Bowl in 2021. And Josh, Josh Allen is going to – because, listen, here's the problem. If Stafford wins the Super Bowl at home, this is what all the teams are going to do. The year that you uh, host the Super Bowl, you're going to try to go out and get a veteran quarterback. That's well, going to be the one of the they NFL. Have, they'll have <laughs> you never know. Listen – uh, I like this. I like uh, I like Big Mouth uh, Rogers to get to the NFC Championship game. He's very comfortable losing that, and he'll do it again this year to the Rams. Um, obviously, my man Lamar, he's going to win another playoff game, and then he's going to get to Buffalo, and that's going to be uh, where he gets exposed as usual before uh, the championship game. And then, yeah, I'm telling you, I think Josh Allen, I think he's ready for the prime time. He beats the Rams uh, 38-21. It's a beautiful game. This, wow, was a, this was a great game last year, if you guys remember. Now, Jared Goff was the quarterback. But oh, yeah, Trev, I remember. Trev, this I was remember. the weekend when we had the Westie boys in town. Yeah, and Cousin Vinny was a very happy man that day. Jared was not a happy <laughs> He was man. very happy. That's what betting does sometimes, though. That's what happens. But speaking of champions, we should also give a congratulatory response to the new world champions of the MLB the Atlanta Braves, to our friend Manny, our family, I should say, Manny, and as well, the Brian Forster, a good old friend, finally gets to see his team win an MLB World Series for the first time since 1995. So congratulations. And anytime the Houston Astros go down, especially to get shut out, nothing sweeter, baby. I thought you were going to mention my uh, 
my wiffle ball championship. Also, big news um, <laughs> for, uh, one of our co-hosts, part of the trio, the Joseph Aguirre's wiffle ball team. I don't know what your team name is. P, the Trash Pandas. The Trash Pandas are the champions of the wiffle ball world as well. As they shock the wiffle ball, kind of like the Atlanta Braves, shock the wiffle ball world and win a championship. That's we big, swept them si- seven three and uh, eight nothing was the scores. Wow, Joe, you guys upset the number with the top seeds. I remember you saying. Yeah, That's we big. beat the top seeds and then we uh, top we took out the number two seed uh, Tuesday night to win. That the was big, Joe. I saw the trophy and we everything. Should you- a, we should post a poll. You guys are going to get very offended about this. We should post a poll. Whose ego is bigger, Joe at wiffle ball or Ted in life? I was Eagle. 10 for 15, who's, who's Eagle? We should post that poll. Who is bigger right now? Is it Ted's ego or is it Joe's ego? Trev's in the middle because he's just the middle guy. And he tries That's to keep me, Joe. I'm coming for soon, you. Soon, <laughs> soon I'm going to have to wear those as I come up in the next couple of weeks. But ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City screaming on all social media platforms. These are really good, by the way. People, oh. it is getting cold up here. Maybe now's the time to start selling some swag. Yeah, well, get one I of these. These are my favorite about, sweatshirt. I posted about buying hoodies. I asked, and no one called. So guess what? No soup for you. Losers. Guess what? I get really on need, it, boys. I don't really need that type of uh, apparel right now. You will. I will when I come up in a couple of weeks. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are streaming on all social media platforms. You can follow us, subscribe, comment, like, or share. You can follow the Clovercrest Media page on Google, clovercrestmedia.com, or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know the real deal. It's all over social media. We'll be back next week to discuss another week of football. Soon we're going to be talking college football as well. I promise you. We're going to because now they got the college football playoff rankings. And I got a lot to say about those new rankings. We'll talk about that next week. And we're going to also have to talk about this pretty soon. Starting December 1st at midnight, the MLB baseball will be in a strike because there has no CBA agreement going forward. So that means less than a month. We got less than a month to figure it out. So we'll have a lot to discuss moving forward. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. We are Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms once again. So so comment, like, subscribe, share, or follow. Clovercus Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness. In the making, double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.